In this introductory podcast to Unit 5, we look at the overview of the period from 1914 to 1945, when you have two world wars separated by a 20-year period called the interwar years from 1919 to 1939. This period should really be regarded as a unified period. Instead of looking at it as a period of two world wars separated by 20 years of peace, you should look at it as the second 30 years war from 1914 to 1945. You remember that the first 30 years war was from 1618 to 1648, and that is the war that sort of kicks off our course But in the 20th century, you have a second 30 years war because the First World War did not really end in 1919 as everyone thought it did when the Treaty of Versailles was signed. It really continued under other means. Instead of continuing as a battlefield fight, it continued politically and then resumed in 1939 only to end in 1945, 31 years after it began. The same causes that caused the First World War caused the second in broad brushstrokes. You could say that hypernationalism was the cause that linked together the two world wars. But of course, no two events are exactly the same, and therefore it is true that There are distinct causes for each war, but in general, the shadow of the First World War hung over the post-war years so profoundly, so deeply, that we can say that the First World War really did not end, and the Second World War was a casualty of the First World War. The war left people very depressed and fearful of war. It also left them disillusioned with high ideals. And this shadow from the war, not to mention how the war triggered the Great Depression of the 1930s, these things set the stage for the Second World War. Now, the beginnings of the First World War will be explored in a later video, but again, the most important cause of World War I was nationalism, unbridled hyper-nationalism. Some communities of Europeans wanted their own nation and had never been able to get it. These Europeans lived in what was known as the Balkan regions of southeastern Europe. These lands were controlled by larger empires, largely by the Austro-Hungarian Empire. And the Austro-Hungarian Empire was a collection of many minority groups, each of which wanted their own homeland. And it just so happens that the emperor of Austria-Hungary was uh, not very powerful, nor was Austria-Hungary as an empire powerful enough to keep the lid on these nationalist movements. Austria-Hungary was an ally of Germany, and Germany was powerful. Germany decided to support Austria-Hungary in the suppression of national desires in the Balkan regions. For a variety of reasons that you can read about in your textbook, this brought Germany and Austria into conflict with Russia, which was one of the triggers of the First World War.
Of course, the First World War has long-term causes, not just short-term causes. And one of those long-term causes was the whole theme we discussed in Unit 4, the irrational ideas that were propelling Europeans to believe that force rules the world, not ideas like democracy. Well, the First World War was the bloodiest war in history. Millions died. And many millions more died at the very end of the war because of the influenza epidemic that spread around the world and killed hundreds of thousands of people in the United States, for example. And so when the war ended, Americans especially, but Europeans as well, were incredibly disillusioned because the war was supposed to bring about a kind of heaven on earth. It was supposed to end war for all times. Uh, you know, they, they called it the war to end all wars. But when the peace treaty was signed in 1919, it was quite clear that the winners of the war, England and France, had punished Germany so severely that Germans would want to gain revenge and territory back in the years after the World War. So, Nothing really was accomplished in the war except to set the stage for another war at some point in the future. And people really understood that. So in the 1920s and 1930s, democracy was under siege. Democracy was not regarded highly or respectfully by most people in the world. It seemed like, once again, force ruled the world. And the democratic nations had failed to suppress the nationalist movements or to guarantee security and peace in the post-war years. Now, as for Americans, they decided to withdraw from the world and become hyper-isolationist at the very moment when the United States had become the most powerful nation in the world. So by withdrawing from the world, by refusing to join the League of Nations, which had been established, ironically, by Woodrow Wilson during the war, the United States guaranteed that there would be a huge power vacuum with the United States, the most powerful nation in the world, not doing anything to preserve world peace in the 1920s and 1930s and just withdrawing into its shell. And that was a major problem for the European power structure in the 1920s and 30s. We'll also look at fascism, which was a new political ideology that arose in the aftermath of World War I. Fascism is directly antithetical or opposed to democracy. According to fascism, a political party should rule through violence under the leadership of an all-powerful, wise leader, the Fuhrer, as the Germans called him, and that this leader should control the big businesses of the country, not own them, that would be socialism, but control them so that everyone in society somehow has the best of everything so that corporations and farmers will cooperate with one another for their common good. But the only way to get there, according to fascism, 
is for the all-powerful leader and his party to be in command and to be permitted to do whatever they want to get there. Fascism is also an idea that violence is necessary to achieve these goals and that there are some elements of the society who cannot be part of the community and who should be excluded or worse, perhaps even killed. So fascism is the exact opposite of peace and democracy, and fascism became a highly popular ideology, first in Italy and then in Germany during the 1920s and 1930s. It seemed like fascism was on the march, whereas democracy was in the retreat. And when Hitler came to power in the 1930s, 10 years after Mussolini came to power as the fascist leader of Italy, these dictators were supported by their countrymen because they seemed to promise vigor and action and energy at a time when democracy was not offering much of anything. And of course, again, the shadow of the First World War hung heavily over Europeans. Uh, Nobody wanted to repeat the slaughter of the First World War. And therefore, Europeans were of a mind to appease Hitler and Mussolini, to give them what they wanted, which was territory, in the hope that the wolf would one day be sated and want no more food or territory. But the hunger of the wolves was such that their hunger would never be sated. And that was the lesson that people did not see until it was too late in the 1930s. But the sheer fear of another world war led people who would otherwise have stood up to Hitler to try to appease him and give him what he wanted. And that's one reason why the world spiraled towards war in the 1930s. The United States was not involved in world politics. That created a power vacuum where the losers of the First World War, Italy and Germany, could make their way back into the forefront of international politics, albeit violently. And the Russians were also out of the picture politically because they had had a communist revolution in 1917, and the democratic nations believed that communism was the worst scourge in the world. So Britain and France, which had always played Russia off against the Germans, using Russia as a counterweight in the East against Germany, could no longer regard Russia as a counterweight against Germany because Russia was communist and the world kept at arm's length the new Soviet Union. And therefore, in 1939, all the factors were in place for a resumption of the war as Hitler went too far and began invading countries so much that the world could no longer appease him. And that's when the Second World War began. We'll talk about the very different Second World War in a separate podcast, but that's an overview of the First World War and the 1920s and 1930s.